0: Thank you. Good morning church. Good morning. Uh today our opening hymns
1: is only trust him in the red hymnal 337.
0: Please stand. 74. seated. Before I turn it over to Mike, can you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us all here together today and allowing us to worship in your house.
1: Please watch over Pastor Pat and Miss Karen. Wrap your loving arms around them. Allow them to rest, relax, and recharge themselves physically,
0: mentally, and spiritually. In your name we pray, amen. Now I'll turn it over to Mike.
1: Good morning. Good to see you out on this uh, lovely 80 degree Michigan weather, right? It started to snow just about the time that my wife and I left Lapeer today. Good to be with you again this morning. We are happy to worship with you. I finally said to Kevin, if I had known how much I look forward to coming to Brown City, I probably would have said from the get-go, let me take all six weeks, but (laughs) four is gonna do it. Uh, Next week, You will be privileged to hear the Reverend Dale Parsons, wonderful evangelical preacher. You're gonna love him. Then I'll come back, you can pray about that. And then uh, the last Sunday of Pastor Patrick Karen's leave, you will hear from Jim Elzerman. Jim is quite a great teacher of the gospel. So you'll get exposed to several uh, forms of worship and speaking. I will be in your church again this week. I'll be here. I think it's Thursday night. I have to go before the Wednesday. I have it written down. Wednesday. I have to go before the committee uh, on lay speaking certification, and they'll decide whether or not I, I will continue. So we'll see. A number of announcements for this week. Uh, UMW meets at 6 p.m. Monday. Tuesday, the Ladies' Bible Society at Lieblers. Oh, I'm sorry, Ladies' Bible Study. Is that at Lieblers? Is that right? Okay. That's your house. That's your house. Okay. And prayer time is at 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, Lenten service, and that's at Omar. And I'm not sure what the toothpaste. Oh. Okay, I just thought maybe everybody was going to brush their teeth at 6.30 p.m. <laughs> Are there other announcements for the good of the church?
2: Kim is not here today, um, but she has made up um, some sign-up sheets for the bazaar for the baked um, goods. She's in charge of that. She wanted me to pass these around today. if. You know what you're bringing if you could put your name under it you don't need to put what you're bringing she's got the cookies candies breads pies um, so just put your name down so we know that um, we're gonna have a little bit of each um, and this will be going around the next few Sundays but we would just want to make sure that we have lots of goodies and then um, I'm gonna have a little meeting um, up front after church today about the bazaar um, There are some helpers that were supposed to be helping on the day of the bazaar and leading up to the bazaar, um, and they're not able to. So if you are interested in helping at the bazaar or prior to the bazaar, please meet up front after church. Thank you.
1: We also want to extend a special greeting to those that are listening at home today. We hope that you'll be blessed by this service and know that people here are praying for you. And with that, I believe it's time for Young Disciples.
3: Good morning. How are you today? We're going to do a little experiment. So I'm going to get it set up here, Okay. I'm going to put a glass dish, and I'm going to pour some water into it here for our experiment. Have you guys ever eaten cornflakes before? Okay. so I have some cornflakes here. And we're going to do an experiment with cornflake and do you know what this is? showed you this. It's a magnet, OK? All right, let's take a look. We're going to put one cornflake. It's going to float on top of the water. Okay, watch. Do you see what it's doing? The magnet is pushing and pulling the cornflake. Now if I just put my finger in there, it doesn't follow my finger, it's pretty amazing isn't it? It's so weird. Do you know why that happens? It's because in cornflakes it has a lot of iron, which is a type of metal and it is attracted to the magnet. It's a pretty amazing thing when you think about it. Okay, It kind of pushes and pulls and guides it through the water. Do you guys want to try? Put it right next to it and it, yes it'll follow it. Push it up against the side. So that's why you gotta eat your cereal because it has the has the iron in it, which is good for you. Okay, we'll give you Okay, we'll give him a chance now. Okay? I'll take Oh, two of them dropped. Okay. So it guides it along, it pushes and pulls it. Yeah. Pretty amazing. All right. Well, you know what else is just as amazing? Just as the cereal is pulled along by the magnet, we know that God wants to guide us. He wants to pull and push us in different directions throughout our life. So I'm going to read you a Bible verse. Psalm 23, David writes The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. So God guides us amazingly, just like this magnet, guided the cornflake. All right, let's say a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, it is simply amazing that you are able to guide us through our very complicated lives. You give us a push or a pull when it's needed, and we can't thank you enough for that. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen.
1: Now it's time for us to share our joys and our concerns. Is there anyone that would like to share a joy at this time?
0: My friend uh, used to play in the group, Barry Brinker had cancer in his back of his shoulder and he had some surgery and stuff. He's cancer free, he's gone. Wow. uh, That is awesome and, and his wife's doing a lot better as well. Wonderful. And uh, one of my friends that we gave a blanket to, uh, Dawn Vargas, uh, from over in Saginaw area, rides in our CMA group. She's doing a lot better from the tumors and stuff that she's had as well. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
4: We were talking about that earlier. My mom is here. Yay! That was it. That was my joy. My mom is here.
0: We have a joy. We have a new great grandson. His name's Gabriel Jackson, or Gabriel Eugene Jackson. Was born Thursday.
1: It's a great, did you say? Number Wonderful. Five. Number five.
0: This is not a joy, but it is a, a prayer request for um, Ima Jean Marion Seely. She was a community person uh, here in our community and very active, and they... Yeah. What they own, Marion Willing Hardware, yeah. So she has passed away, and that would be Bonnie Hayes' aunt, if that helps you any. Yeah, so.
1: We also want to pray. We also want to pray for the victims of the tragedy that was uh, not far from here with the uh, deputy being uh, shot and that family I know that I know them a bit so that was uh, was quite shocking to the community others don't forget to continue to lift up uh, Karen and pastor Patrick Robbins they continue to be on this renewal leave someone else in the back Uh,
0: hopefully we'll all lift up the uh, ukrainian people it's a terrible terrible tragedy
1: absolutely yeah anyone else okay let's pray Father God, we thank you that we can gather in your house today to worship you. We ask, Father, for anointing of your Holy Spirit on this service that you would speak to each heart here. We lift up many people, Father, certainly Pastor Patrick and Karen, please continue to be with them and heal them and restore them and renew them. We pray, Father, for friends, friends that have been healed, we thank you for that, and friends that Um, are hopefully headed for recovery, for families that have lost loved ones. We thank you, Father, for having moms here today, relatives here today, friends here today. We pray for this Sealy family. We pray for uh, the victims of the tragedy that happened locally here this past week. We pray for that situation in Ukraine. Father, you are still in control and there are people that love you there. There are people around the world praying. We ask that you would intercede and by your grace somehow bring peace to that region and peace to our hearts. We ask Lord that you would continue to guide us as a nation. We especially pray for those who have uh, power over us, our president, uh, those that are leading our nation and leading other nations. We also pray for our bishop, we pray for our district superintendent, John. We pray, Lord, that you would now continue to bless this service, that you would, in your way, bring us closer to you. We thank you for the way you've blessed us in taking care of us this week. Please continue, we ask in Christ's name, amen. Now it is time to receive the morning offering so if the ushers would come forward. This is going to be a little different format than you're used to, but you pray for my wife and I, and uh, we're going to work together today to bring you the morning message and scripture.
4: Honey? Good morning. The first scripture that we'd like to share is John 3, 1 through 21. Nicodemus visits Jesus. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus. You must be born from above. The wind blows when it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God.
1: Nicodemus fascinates me. He was a complex man. I think he was quite a thoughtful man. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, which was the highest court in the Jewish, Jewish world. He was well-educated for his time, being part of a select group. There were only 23 members of the Sanhedrin. His job was to help decide and interpret Jewish law, and he had a profound impact on religious, political, and social life in his time. In other words, Nicodemus was a very important guy. He was a big deal. The Bible tells us that Nicodemus came to visit with Jesus at night. At first glance, and according to the scriptures and some biblical scholars, it is explained that Nicodemus came at night because he was embarrassed to be seen in the daytime. In fact, if you study the original Greek, it translates like this, sneaking along the walls in the dark. I don't know for sure. Maybe Nick had seen or heard about Jesus earlier. Maybe maybe he'd stalked them with the Pharisees. Maybe he'd been in the temple in Jerusalem when Jesus was 12 and was answering questions and hearing from the religious leaders. We don't know how old Nick was. The possibility exists that he had heard Jesus speak or even watched him heal. For sure, he knew that Jesus was popular and had a following. Maybe he was just curious. One thing was for sure, Nicodemus wanted an audience all by himself. And he somehow went to a great deal of trouble to make it happen. He came close to the Son of God. He looked straight into the eyes of Jesus. He talked to him. He asked him questions. He listened to him. The two may have chatted for hours. Nick must have been fascinated and compelled to get to know Jesus, to get to know him better. At a great risk, he had sought him out. I think that Jesus was probably expecting Nicodemus. I also think that he liked him because he shared with him, challenged him, and pointed out light and life to him we can imagine that Nicodemus quickly recognized that Jesus was no fool, fanatic, or flim-flam guy. Maybe he already knew. He may well have known that he was dialoguing, talking to one of the greatest or the greatest minds that he had ever encountered or ever would. Nicodemus immediately honored Jesus by calling him rabbi, which means teacher, and he even admitted that he believed that Jesus had come from God. This was quite a departure, dear friends, from what he had been taught, from his worldview. He affirmed that no one could have performed the miracles that Jesus had unless God was with him quite a revelation
4: John 3 3 through 5 Jesus answered him very truly I tell you no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above Nicodemus said to him how can anyone be born after growing old can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit.
1: Jesus and Nick talk a lot about being born again. Nicodemus wondered how someone could be born again when they were old. A hint as to Nick's age, I'm not sure. He also questioned how someone could go through the whole process of birth again. Jesus explained that we must be born of water and by the Spirit. By this he meant that we must be remade from above by the Spirit. So let's think about this for a minute. There were decisions to be made that night, mysteries to solve, questions to answer, relationships to build. We're not talking about situations that are alien or unrelatable to you and I. As many of you know, we still think about the importance of being born again, or recommitted, or renewed. That's not much different from 2,022 years ago. Jesus was explaining that Nick needed to make some life changes. Sound familiar, church? I wonder how Nicodemus felt when the Son of God, maybe smiled, looked him in the eye and said, You're a prince of Israel and you don't understand these things? Talk about conflict on Nicodemus's part. Jesus went on to speak about problems, problems of mankind, problems of the heart, problems of earthly things and heavenly things. And then he further spoke to Nicodemus some of the most beautiful and profound words ever
4: uttered. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life.
1: Nicodemus must have been awestruck, awed, wowed, (coughs) bowled over, literally blown away, flabbergasted, shocked. We could think of other adjectives. Think about what had been revealed to him. He had just heard the most profound promise ever given, and he heard it. From the Creator and the Author Himself. This dear church changed everything that he had ever known, for he had been raised under old law, old covenant, Old Testament. I also wonder how Nicodemus could have pulled himself away that night from such love, such promise such power, such depth. But he did. Can you imagine getting up, shaking hands and thanking Jesus for an enjoyable and enlightening evening and then just walking away? Yes, that's exactly what happened. And that same thing is still happening today. The King of Kings has an audience with us. He walks and he talks with us. He answers prayers for us. He guides us. He leads us. He walks, he talks with us whenever we reach out. And we, dear church, know far more about the rest of the story than Nick did. How do we respond? Unfortunately, sometimes with... Well, thanks, Lord. I'll get, I'll get back to you on that later. I wonder if Nicodemus ever spoke up for Jesus when he was being tried in Cophius' court. If he looked into those suffering eyes and Jesus exchanged glances with him for a split second on his way to the cross. I wonder what the two of them may have shared that we maybe don't know about. I wonder if Nicodemus witnessed the journey to Golgotha and his friend's death on the cross. I think he did, and I will explain why in a minute. I wonder how many times you and I have heard the hammer strike those nails into our Savior's hands or heard the cock crow after our denial or witness Mary grieving for her son or John taking care of Mary at Jesus' request often, dear church, I think we turn the other way maybe not wanting to get involved or thinking not my concern not my concern today I wonder how Jesus felt when Nick left him that night I wonder how Jesus feels when we leave or ignore him and go our own way I don't know for sure ultimately what happened to Nicodemus I know that after the crucifixion, we read in John 19, 38 through 42.
4: The burial of Jesus. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who had at first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a 100 pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it in with the spices and linen, cloths, according to the burial custom of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so, because it was the Jewish day of preparation and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there.
1: And so as we've read on, Nick and Joseph, Nicodemus, remember, Nicodemus and Joseph tended to the body of Jesus and they laid him in the tomb. So you, dear church, be the judge as to where Nicodemus may have evolved to, that in the end, he tended to our Lord. He buried him. You, church, get the same audience that Nicodemus once had. The same verse, the same promise.
4: For God so loved the world,
1: the same attention, the same face-to-face encounter.
4: For God so loved the world.
1: The same Jesus looking into your eyes, tugging at your heart.
4: For God so loved the world.
1: For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You, beloved, wonderful, blessed children of God, Church of Brown City, hearing in the midst of turmoil, trials in this world, war, trouble, confusion, we can still hear Jesus saying, come on, come unto me. Let's sit a while and talk. Because you can still hear His voice and do His will. You have privy and privilege to the last recorded words that Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, and continues to speak to us today.
4: John three twenty-one. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God.
1: In other words, church, your deeds are made manifest When you do what God says, listen to this, they are wrought in God. When you do what God says, God hears that, intercedes with his Father, tells us in John 14, and your words are wrought in God. Dear church, we better not be ashamed to be seen to be heard. In the end, I don't think Nicodemus was. Jesus keeps repeating the same words for us today, for me, for you, for those listening at home, for all of us. I wonder, is he speaking to you? If so, please do not get up, shake his hand, and be lying for the door after church. Instead, with these words on your lips, even so, Lord Jesus, come. Have your very own chat with him. I wonder at the profoundness and simplicity of it all. Nicodemus was a very fortunate man to have had an audience with our God, with our Lord. He grieved later at a tomb with his friend Joseph, but he heard those words, and we've heard them too. I wonder, is he speaking to you? I wonder at such love and simplicity, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder at this beautiful, breathtaking part of the gospel. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you. Let's pray. Father, in Proverbs we read, when you give me a heart that's willing, I will run to do your commands. Keep us from being weary or afraid. Give us swift feet and willing hearts. Turn our will toward you, towards home. Let us hear your voice and look into your eyes and let us not. Play church. But enable us by your grace to be the church. To walk in light and spread your love. That in the end, we may have everlasting light, And all of this for your love's sake amen and amen <coughs> our last hymn is Precious Name if you're using the hymnal it's on 536 or it'll be on the overhead
0: <laughs> Take one, name oh, Jesus we
1: and the rest of